0: Welcome to Living Faith Sermons, a church online videocast series. For more information about Living Faith and for resources for body, mind and spirit, or just for some distraction during this time of social distancing and isolation, go to our website at livingfaith.org.au. Bible reading is from the New Testament, John chapter 11, verses 1 to 7. Now a man named Lazarus was ill. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay ill, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord, and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is ill. When he heard this, Jesus said, This illness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was for two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. May God's loving generosity and his peace beyond human understanding overwhelm you with joy this week. Let's pray. Father not my words but your words speak through me so that your spirit may lead our meditations and what we hear are the words we need to hear from you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. I recommend that you read through John chapter 11 to read the whole story of Lazarus from beginning to end. We've just had a snippet this morning uh, where Jesus said that his illness would not end in death. Um, And that's the issue, not just this morning, uh, but this is an issue for us at the moment, isn't it? Death. I think it's a subject that's on most people's minds most of the time we can see this in the empty shelves in the supermarkets, the, the hoarding that's been going on. Um, see it online, on Facebook, everything's about COVID-19, everything's about people's fears and anxieties. And We, we have some dark humour, we make some fun of it, but it still belies the fact of what's going on in our mind. Uh, this. Bible verse this morning about Jesus' love for Mary and Martha and Lazarus and Lazarus' death And uh, despite Jesus saying this illness will not end in death. It's all about death, isn't it, in the first place? But not just about death. And it's not only about life either. It's about love as well. John in his gospel is really focused on love and death rather than life and death. Although life gets a look in, it's really about love and death. As I was contemplating uh, and preparing this address, I was walking around outside on the school oval and trying to come to grips with the things that were getting in the way of this address, this sermon they're personal things, of course, uh, with every sermon it's always the personal things that get in the way for me and I have to come to grips with those before I can actually preach to do it with uh, confidence and with confidence, yeah, just with transparency really anyway, this morning as I was doing it I created this imaginary scenario in my mind and I was uh, in another context altogether and I was listening to a wise person speak and they were offering all kind of wise advice to a crowd and he turned to me and he asked me a question not unlike the question Jesus asks uh, Mary and Martha later on in the text, but he offered me some advice and then he turned to me and said what, don't you believe me? And my immediate response was I don't know you, how can I possibly believe you? Now there's another text in the New Testament that talks about uh, the separation of goats and sheep in Matthew where Jesus is saying to one group how great a job they did at caring for the poor and looking after those who were in difficulty. He said every time you looked after one of them you were looking after me. Then he turns to another group and they said well we looked after you too we did all these kinds of things but Jesus said away from me. I didn't know you. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me anything to drink. When I was without shelter, you didn't give me anywhere to live. Get away from me. I never knew you. And I think this is the clincher in this text. It's about knowing. And Jesus knows us all. I mean, he is fully human. And he's experienced the greatest joy that humanity can experience and the greatest suffering and sadness that humanity could endure. So he knows humanity, but he's also fully divine. And Jesus knew Mary and Martha and Lazarus. They were his friends, but he knew them. He knew their hearts, he knew their desires. Mary had sat at his feet and listened. him teach and she was hungry for that. He knew the desires of her heart and that whole family were his friends. He knew them. Well they knew him too not to the same degree of course. They were still learning to know him. Mary had sat at his feet and listened to his teachings many times but right now she was uncertain about her knowledge of him. She'd asked him to come quickly because her brother was sick. She was expecting that this man of miracles would heal her brother and that he would live. But now he's been dead for four days. Jesus delayed his return. If he'd come quickly, he would have arrived before Lazarus' death. Five days, you know, previous to the day that he arrived. And he would have been able to heal his sickness. But now Lazarus has been dead for four days. And in popular belief, there's no way this person is going to spark back to life again. You know, not knowing how to take a person's pulse, not how to, che- to check for life signs as we do with modern medicine. If a person was dead for three days, people would wait. Maybe, maybe just suddenly take a deep breath and pop up again. But four days, never going to happen. Four days they were dead, they were cold, and that was it, finished. Jesus, who said at the very beginning of this text that this illness would not end in death, arrives deliberately after the death of Lazarus. And Mary and Martha, despite their knowledge of Jesus, despite all the things they've learned from him and about him, are now devastated by their brother's death and cannot understand why their teacher, this man of miracles, would not come when he was called. If he truly loved them, why didn't he come? They truly loved him, or at least they thought they did until this point, and he didn't come. He delayed His coming. I think death, as I said earlier, is a topic that's on most of our minds. And we might feel, particularly as this pandemic evolves and the situation evolves with it, and perhaps we in Australia go into lockdown, uh, like Italy and other countries, we might begin to wonder, where is God Why is he not turning up? Why is he not coming to our rescue, particularly if we lose elderly loved ones or members of our family who have autoimmune diseases or asthma or bronchitis or some other chest weakness that makes us prone uh, to pneumonia and perhaps death? We'll wonder, where was God in all of this? Why didn't he turn up when I needed him? Is he just not interested or is he delaying for some reason or other? Uh, The subject of death, I've said on video, uh, it's online I think, I've said it that I wasn't afraid of death, that uh, I was prepared to visit those people in their homes or in hospitals or nursing homes if I was allowed to uh, by government regulations. Uh, But this Bible verse has made me stumble. I took five takes of this video already, this is hopefully my final one, Uh, but the reason I was taking so many takes was I hadn't come to grips with the reality of that. Was I really prepared to die? Am I really ready for that? Are any of us really ready for that? I think the only people that I've ever met who are truly and completely ready to die are those who have had an illness that is inevitably leading to death, where they've suffered a great deal of time and had a long period to contemplate life and death and their demise. People with cancer, for example, who have been forced into that place of contemplation who have no option but to face their imminent death. I've seen many people with cancer, Christians really, who have died well because they've had that ample opportunity to contemplate their own demise. Now the rest of us have the opportunity to do that but we put it off because we're not faced with imminent death. We don't have a particular illness where we've received a diagnosis, we've been told that this is it, this is the end, you've got uh, a year or months or weeks left. We're not forced into that place of contemplation, of meditating on God, of meeting him face to face, of asking him questions, of being able to get angry with him, to negotiate with him, to try and find ways out of the issue. But there's no way out of this issue for us. I had a friend yesterday say we're all in the same boat and she said it as a throwaway comment, a kind of comment we all uh, use regularly. We just throw it out there, we're all in the same boat. It's a hyperbole, an exaggeration. We don't really mean everyone, but for the first time in human history, everybody, everybody in the world is in the same boat. That's extraordinary and everybody in the world now is contemplating their mortality to one degree or another, especially if we're elderly, have an autoimmune disease or have weak lungs, are susceptible to this. Even younger people, uh, fearful for their children, uh, are contemplating life and death at the moment and wondering perhaps, where is God? Why isn't he coming? Is he not coming at all? I received a uh, text just a few minutes ago from a friend, uh, Paul McLaughlin. He's a a pineapple, a watermelon farmer in Central Australia of all places. They grow watermelons from bull water. And he sends out a text every day. And the text he sent out this morning was from Deuteronomy, uh, chapter 31, verse 6. And the context is this. Moses has just declared to the people of Israel that God has told him that he's not to go into the Promised Land, that he is no longer able to lead Israel, that Joshua is to take his place. And he says this, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic, for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. I needed to hear that this morning. This is just after I came off the Oval contemplating the sermon. I needed to hear that text. To be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic. God will personally go ahead of you. That's what Jesus has been doing in this text. He's been going ahead of us. He went ahead of Mary and Martha in faith. He had faith for them in God where they couldn't have that kind of faith. A person being brought back from the dead, how is that possible? We all ask that question, we may have read this story numerous times or heard other people, other Christians, talk about people coming back from the dead and we go, oh, I don't know, I don't know about that. You know, I'd like it to be true, but really, come on, it sounds like a fairy tale. So Jesus goes ahead of them in faith and turns up after he's physically died having faith in God that this illness will not end in death. And by the power of God, Jesus speaks health and well-being into Lazarus by calling him up out of the grave to live again in this life, not in the next one, in this life. And so Lazarus is raised from dead. Jesus has also gone ahead of all of us, all of the whole world who now sits in panic and in worry and in trepidation of impending death. Excuse me, Jesus has gone ahead of us. He died and laid in the grave for three days, stone cold dead in a cave with a rock rolled in front of him. But on the morning of the third day, he rose again. And over 500 witnesses saw Jesus resurrected from the dead. His his apostles and some of his disciples saw him ascend into heaven, where he sits at the right hand of the Father, ruling over all of creation. Jesus is constantly and always with us, and constantly and always going ahead of us into difficult situations. And he's ahead of us in this journey already. Now, I'm in that age bracket, bracket, that demographic. I'm asthmatic. I'm 64. I'm one of those in the demographic prone that if I contract the illness, I may possibly get pneumonia and that may possibly uh, take my life. But I know I'll be resurrected. I know that God will either spare me from this illness in this life and through the prayers of my family and friends will give me new life again in this world but if I die I'm equally as confident in God that He will resurrect me on the last day and that I will have life eternal as He's promised to all of us Jesus constantly is going ahead of us into every situation of our lives He knows what's going to happen before it does He knows what can happen in it if we have faith in Him. At the end of our text today, He speaks to the sisters and He says, when they say, Yes, we know that on the last day He'll be raised back to life. Uh, But, you know, that's on the last day. He's not here for us now. We're grieving. We're in pain because He's dead now. Yes, we know He'll be raised up on the last day, but... What about the here and now? Jesus says then in verses 25 and 26 he says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even though they die will live and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. If we believe in him, we will live in eternity, yes, but also now, every day, by making the choice to live in Christ today and every other day, every morning, to remember our baptism, our being washed clean uh, in the blood of the Lamb by receiving the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit placed upon us, receiving the Spirit of God within us in our baptism. By claiming again that faith, that gift of God that we were given, that trust in him, that ability to intellectually believe, to receive it into our hearts and know it in the core of our being, to know Jesus. Not just know about him, not to just know his teachings, but actually know him and to learn how to hear his voice in every day. So that we can ask the questions, what now? this is a sticky situation this is troubling, I'm a little afraid I'm out of my depth I don't know what to do, I don't know how to respond, what now Lord what do you have to say to me in this moment what have you to talk about love and life and death give me confidence teach me how to pray teach me me what to pray and how to pray it question Jesus then asked, he says, he said after he said, whoever lives by believing in me will never die never truly die, never completely die, but in fact will be resurrected to an eternal life new body, young fit, healthy do you believe this? was the question he asked the same question the imaginary character asked me this morning And I said to them, to my imaginary character, I don't know you, how can I believe you? If we don't know Jesus, how can we believe him? And what does knowing look like? Well, he knows us in this way. He knows our character. He knows our compassion, the level of it, the capacity of it. He knows our heads and he knows our hearts. He knows our willingness and our unwillingness. He knows our character. So we know Jesus by knowing his character. And we know his character through his compassion. Through the joy that he experienced and the joy that he offers to us. Through everything he offers, his grace, his mercy, his generous love. And his peace that goes beyond understanding. We know his character in his willingness to lay down his life. For his friends, all of humanity are his friends. We are all Jesus' friends. So, he wants to spend time with us, he wants to teach us how to hear his voice, teach us how to receive his love, and how to recognize it when it comes our way. We don't have to be facing a terminal illness to be forced into a place where we need to contemplate all of this. We have the opportunity every day what it takes is an act of faith a willingness to put time aside to walk with God during the day to allow the constant connection of communication between our hearts and our heads with God in the moment to be ready to hear His voice as He speaks in any situation and if we're willing to spend time developing that skill and God will develop it if we allow him, then we will find that when we are faced with the possibility of our own demise, that we are in fact already prepared. That we will not be suddenly taken by surprise. Let's not be taken by surprise and the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for visiting Living Faith Church Online Sermon Videocast Series. For more information and a growing body of resources for all ages, please visit livingfaith.org.au.